We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are coming at you on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm Bart Winkler. Grant Bills is here. And Terrible. Paul Emig is here. Yo! What's up, boys? Coming at you on a Thursday. Good morning, Inside your living room, everybody. I am going, if you're watching via YouTube, and if you're not, these are posted on YouTube, uh, but on the Dan Shaney insurance stream, I'm going with just the green screen today, which is kind of like counterproductive, but I do have a complaint with StreamYard. So Matt in the Falls is the one that got me this beautiful green screen, and it's very effective. And I did a Zoom call the other day for some show. Oh, Gelb's show. I was on a Zoom with Gelb, and I he did Zoom, and so I put green screen, and it was, like, awesome. But then on StreamYard, if you go green screen, it makes me, like, you can still tell that I'm on a green screen. And I'm trying to mess around with the settings, and it doesn't, like help it, it makes it worse you can like see where my green screen is so i'm really i i matt was nice enough to buy me a green screen i shouldn't have to have a ph fucking d to try to set it up on Streamyard. so they will be getting a strongly worded email uh wow. wanted to bring that up also wanted to bring up congratulations to mm-hmm. randall cobb who is now a new york jet uh that is official as of Wednesday morning, and it looks like Paul is realizing this for the first time. That's a, I am just realizing that this is a breaking news for me. Yes, and I just realized this morning that they also, the Jets, signed Billy Turner. Oh, I, I knew that one. That one wow. I knew. Wow. So not going to talk too much about it. Uh, again, I have retired from talking about a certain individual's feelings, so I won't go into how the wish list semantics that I brought up were 100% spot fucking on, as is everything I say about him. He looks good, by the way. Clean cut. He looks good. He looks looks good. He's had a nice, like, compared to what he looked like a year ago, he looks years younger. Yeah, he's a professional sports fan. Who goes to more games, Aaron Rodgers or Marlins, man? 414-799. Let's see. What else do I want to bring up before we get into the action? Oh, I also wanted to mention that uh, people are creaming themselves over Anthony Davis because, Paul, did you watch the game? Not yet. Have you seen the result? We're 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 clear. Go ahead. Anthony okay. Davis had a good game. Mm-hmm. Is what Outstanding I game. <clears throat> and so what happens is 
remember the one weekend he had two good games and he was like, oh, people want him to be good. They want to give him the MVP. But in a series, if it's a seven-game series, and I tweeted this, he'll have two games where he is the MVP. He'll have two games that are average. He'll have two games that he's pretty good. And they'll have one game where the wind like hurts his wrist and he'll be out in the first quarter. So the wind. Okay. Yeah. Let's just pump the brakes on Anthony Davis. Grant, you have a comment? Well, I'm just saying, Kavon Looney looked like Bill Russell last round. It's a lot easier to do when you're playing DeMontis Sabonis, who I like. I don't like as much as Tyrese Halliburton. But Kavon still had 20 plus boards. Yeah, but he just can't be as effective when Anthony Davis is doing what he's doing. Friend of show. And then let me bring up this. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me start. Because I was in a conversation with a guy named Mike. I think Sunday morning I woke up to some <clears throat> tweets. That narrows it down. And yeah, I know. And I he's been on my stream before and he watches. And he's one of these guys where I can't tell if we're friend or foe. You know? <laughs> like sometimes people will ask me. Sometimes you can tell like on Twitter if someone asks me like, hey, when's your next show? There's a real like, hey, when are you on the radio next? I'm really curious. I would like to know. I support you. But then there's sometimes when people say, hey, when's your next show? Like, you don't have a daily show. Sure. And I say, I have this. And to some people, this counts. To some people, it doesn't. To some national radio doesn't even count. I don't understand it. It's like I have to be tucked away on the big 920 to fucking resonate with anybody. But my next show, by the way, Zach Gelb. And then my uh, that'll be Friday night, and then on Sunday one to five tomorrow. tomorrow I'll be start. Uh, yeah, t- tomorrow night I will be driving home to see my folks this weekend, so I will have a nice two hour cruise after my show, and I will I will listen to you on Gelb. folks like your friends, your buddies. Yeah, my your friends. friends. Sorry, my parents. Oh, my mother and father they have a oh, wedding. Some, this weekend. Some, I was taught folks has multiple meanings. Well, it does. For so some. here's here's what he tweeted at me the other day. He said. A chapter in Wisconsin sports clearly ended last week. I don't recall a time when storylines came to their end this definitely in the same moment across all sports. What's the lead on Monday? I know you can say some words about the draft, but that's the same this week every year. There are no real stories in the draft. It's a bunch of names who haven't done anything. So what's the lead? He asked like people from five different stations. I was the only one that responded. (laughs) I said Packers. This is Monday morning after the draft. It's the Packers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The draft is an every year thing. There's not any real story in it. There's less to say about the Packers other than non-draft stories since 2015. Are you sure it's not Buck's Bud's brother? First of all, no one wants to talk about Bud's brother. And I don't think anybody needs to. Agreed. I'm not going to lead a show talking about Bud's brother. No. There are a ton of different angles to take with Packers. Couldn't disagree with you more. Packers. He goes, you're always going over the top, LOL. And then we were fighting on what the lead is. I said, the lead is Packers. I mean, the lead is Packers. All right. So that was that. So I already feel like there's some adversarial discussion here. Then uh, Mike tweeted me, and he tweeted at me. So he didn't. he had a tweet, and then he tweeted at me which I don't like. The tweet is just at me. He didn't include me. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Uh, so Mad Max said, the Bucks are screwed because they're getting too old to win another ring with this core. The Brewers are screwed with one of the five worst contracts in the sport. The Packers are in a rebuild year. At least I can lower my expectations and be less emotionally invested in sports for a while. And then Mike says on that, 
I've been saying there is a massive downshift in Wisconsin sports right now. That is the story. Of course, it's not a good talker. So you'll have this little story and that little story on the radio, but someone who wants to be real would talk about this. So what Mike is saying is that we'll all like go through the motions and pretend, but what the real story needs to be is that we are entering a lull in sports in Wisconsin. And I just, I vehemently say Mm-mm to that. I think that sure. There was a story that ended with the bucks. Now what's going to happen in the off season the Rodgers story ended. I'm more excited for a Packers season than ever before. And I don't think the Brewers are near like the completion of a story at all. They are playing highly competitive baseball. And I know there's an injury here and an injury there, but I don't think that there's anything that happened that like they're not going to not win the World Series because Garrett Mitchell got hurt. So if he thinks we're closing a chapter of Wisconsin sports, maybe we're like, maybe like there's a new arc in the show but we're still in the same phase. <laughs> so I don't think his argument is we are, we are entering a lull in Wisconsin sports. And I disagree. Uh, Grant, I see you thinking a little bit. Well, things are changing. Yeah. I just, Wisconsin sports fans and maybe it's all sports fans. We just love to be first to say that things are about to get bad. Like we yeah. like, we like to be Wisconsin sports fans like to be the first person on the ship to yell for the iceberg. Yeah. And, and like, if we don't hit an iceberg, what do you talk about? But if, but if things go eventually south, people like to be like, I knew it. I said it X number of weeks or months ago. Yeah. Down know. three, nothing week one. <clears throat> Fucking season's over. <laughs> and it's not ironic. You don't, you're not saying that ironically. Right. You mean it. The other team gets the ball first, kicks a field goal. The defense holds them on a fourth and one, but you're down three, nothing. And you think that like that's what we do? Yeah, I mean you're being you're being hyperbolic there, but there's nothing worse. I'm actually going to go back to the green screen because the shadow is bugging me even worse. I would say that though that's a bit hyperbolic. About there's nothing worse though than the reaction to week one and the opposing team driving for a touchdown on the opening drive because oh. that is the like the clincher of nothing this. changed. Nothing. This is the same. I saw. I we've seen this before. Yeah, looks like the same defense from last year. All yeah. the investment into the defense seems to have. Well, here we go out. again. I mean, we spent another top 13 pick on a defensive guy and nothing changes. JJ Watts on first take right now. I just oh, looked God. over and he's talking with Mad Dog. <laughs> he was on the Today Show the other day. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I like, I, again, I. he will be the first person on Mars. That's a funny, yeah. That's a funny take. I don't with the Packers end of an era. I, I think the Packers talk is going to be. Oh, wait, more I think wait, Bart, the question is Wisconsin sports have reached the end of an era. Mm-hmm. Or he says Wisconsin sports. Let me get his are, are entering a, a new phase. A lull. Are entering a lull. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or mm, Grant, they're entering a lull. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't know that we can say that. Let's see what the Bucks do and obviously what the Packers look like. I, I think I'm trying more... to find this tweet on his feed, <laughs> but it's like nine retweets of Vivek Ramswamy or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know who that is. Presidential candidate. Oh. Allegedly. <laughs> a lull. All right. That's so a... are we entering a lull? It's a very defeatist way to look at it. The lull? Yeah, to just like want to look around at all our teams and say we are screwed everywhere. 
Well, and, and I think this goes back to, I mean, a lull is relative. If, if Bart, you are usually a championship or bust guy, usually. Mm-hmm. But that's because of the phase. Here's where you might want, I might disagree with you on if it's a new arc within the same phase or a new we phase. Are, we are entering it. I was wrong. We're entering Okay. Phase. This is a new phase for the Packers. And this might. But it's like phase two to phase three. Or phase, it's not like, it's not phase four that everyone fucking hates. Well, and, and, but the thing that I would say is like, though you're typically the championship or bust guy, I have said on this show, and Bart, you've agreed with it, I'm pretty sure, you just said it earlier today, in fact, but like, I'm more excited to watch an underdog Packers team than I am a team that thinks it's a Super Bowl caliber team that continually fails. Yeah, It's going to be like when, when the Brewers season started and they had these, you know, the freshmen and they had the three rookies and before Garrett Mitchell's injury and we were talking about Terang, Weimer, or Mitchell, which is the most likely to have a future all-star appearance. That's way more fun, as we said at the time, than Colton Wong and Hunter Renfro. Like, so mm. I think to each sports fan their own, but I love changes in the arc of the story or the new phase that's coming. I am I said this in to a text to my buddies the other day. This is the I mean, this is the most excited most looking forward to i have been for a packer season definitely since i left the beat definitely definitely. there's an unknown to it there's a total unknown to it and by the way if they're seven and ten but they have bright spots we're gonna be optimistic about said seven and ten with bright spots okay now do you see what you can see what they're building i mean van ness showed flashes toward the end of his rookie year jordan love is definitely a keeper you know um these the rookie wide receivers, at least one of them is clearly going to be a, you know, a standout or, you know, if you include like last year's draft class, like there's these, there's these things of these glimmers of hope. I love that. And then, Oh, and by the way, even if the Packers are five and 12, six and 11, whatever it is, they're going to have cap space for the first time in five, six years next pay- off season. For the first pay- time in forever, there'll be music there. My son knows every word to every frozen song. It's there'll very be cute. cap space. There'll be fun. Who knew we had eight thousand dollars in cap? <laughs> Who knew we had eight thousand dead cap hits? Oh, frozen. Great. I'm not saying that. Oh, now you're gonna have to cap anymore. Having higher draft picks is not a good thing because it means tell the guards to awesome. tell Russ Ball to open up the checkbook. The checkbook. All right, Grant, you were saying. Unless you have, well, might, I, I don't, Paul. I don't know what you have in store for us, but that's the most interested I've been a, in a draft in a long time. Hell yes! Because, because the Packers, I said this in my show, they were in the neighborhood in the first couple rounds that we always wanted to be in. Because for years the Packers have been just after that run on wide receivers or that run on tight ends, or they couldn't get that elite guy. They were in the spot in the draft where we we wished we were, and it was yeah. interesting. And the players that they got, it's like, man, we got to get two tight ends and we got to get a top tier defensive player. You're not picking the Dayton Joneses of the world at 28 and just, you know, going to bed after the end of the first round at 1045. So, yeah, trading out the first round. Yeah. So you can can choose the next day between Kevin King and TJ Watt and Delvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or trying to talk yourself into excitement for Kenny Clark, which. Yeah totally panned out but like he was a 20 year old like former wrestler guy who was picked at 30 or 31 and you gotta be like okay okay i i, I can see this and like so yeah i, I do think if, if this is a lull for you for a person for a fan i think that means that that fan is a championship or bust person 
Now, Bart, that's typically you because you're not like an enjoy like you've gone on record pretty loudly and proudly that like you're not an enjoy the ride guy. But I think don't let me put words in your mouth that you're an enjoy the ride guy when the championship is like realistic, when it's there, when it's close. I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of the ride because I'm my my expectations are at a certain spot at a certain spot. So if they like have some ten and seven type season with the non Aaron Rodgers group, you're gonna be like over the moon about it. Right? But if they're ten and seven with Rodgers, you're gonna say, Well, I mean, they were just thirteen and four and thirteen and three, like not that long ago. This is a three win decline. I mean, this is a team moving in the wrong direction. So now you can take all of it with an optimism. So I'm gonna say it's a new phase for sure for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Maybe for the Bucks. We're gonna get to that. I have a topic on that question. And the Brewer and the Brewers are definitely in a new phase. Um, no, no, the no, the the Brewers are in a new arc of the same phase because they still have Burns and Woodruff and Yelich. So they're in a new arc of the same phase. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mixed. I don't know how to combine the two. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to uh, expound on that one more point, but we are woefully late. Mm. And, and so I am going to take a quick time out. I do want to remind you. I've just, my callers have started saying that and it's so awesome. Like when I tell a caller, I got to let him go and they'll be like, ah, we're woefully late for a break. <laughs> woefully late. We are woefully late. Do they, know, do, do they know the origin story or? Do, well, just... well, Bill's always like, Bill's always said that. Like, mm-hmm. for, yeah. I've remembered that for the longest time. Yeah. So it's nice. Look, to have I don't mind. Meeting. I just, he never, or no one else ever says woefully any other place. Which is why, which is why it's awesome. I love it. So uh, we'll take a break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I do want to remind you about uh, Happy Place Hemp. Another strong April, aided by 420, of course. Well, there's a lot of great holidays coming up that you can celebrate by indulging in some gummies. There is Winko de Mayo, which is on Friday. Get it? Did did, did you 
coin this? Yeah, I've always for years wanted to have a Winko de Mayo party. Really? Yeah, and I never did. Okay. Uh, two weeks later will be my 39th trip around the sun. Mouth so I can, I can celebrate uh, for my birthday. Um, you know, and I was thinking, because my wife's going to say, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was thinking about this. And I don't think I want to do anything. Because my life's kind of like a birthday. I mean, what, what do I want to do? Oh, I want to drink a little more. I do that. Oh, I want to go to a brewer game whenever I want. I do that. Oh, I want to go to the casino. I'm going there today. Oh, I want to go to, you know, the restaurant by my house and eat. I do that. It's like, there's nothing I can do that's like special. Oh, I know what you could do that would be special. Hmm. Paw Patrol Live is coming to Milwaukee. That I have looked into. Yeah. We just missed out on the Frozen. We were going to go, but mm. the timing didn't work. But anyway, celebrate with some gummies, which I will be taking just a little bit more of, maybe one or two more orders this month, as I'm going to try not to booze for a while. And I want to say that the booze, the booze saturation is not because I'm trying to better myself. It's not because I'm trying to like not drink as much or I'm worried about my long-term health. I need to lose my gut. It's 100% about my gut. There, there might be opportunities this summer where I see some of my friends and I, I'm embarrassed to be around them. Well, the as long I'm- as you're quitting the booze for the right reasons, Bart, I just want to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, embarrassment. <laughs> Shame yeah, works. I'm embarrassed how I look. Have you and ever considered like, just, and I, less booze is always good and I need to run myself. Have you ever, your booze of choice is Captain. I love Captain, but it is so sugary and it makes my stomach hurt so I think bad. gin, gin is this uh, switch for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I had a bunch of gin and tonics at a wedding this weekend. I'm like, I think this is my, yeah. I'll go to gin. I like, you know, gin's acquired taste, but I've acquired it. Um, and then of course, you know, just pop a gummy and enjoy yourself. Oh, I'm all about that. You know, I'm watching all these, Marvel shows about Inhumans and Aliens and Iron Fist make a lot more sense if I just had a Delta 8 in me. <laughs> and the writing might be better if I did. So <laughs> happyplacehemp.com, promo code is BART, 25% off every order, happyplacehemp.com. I brought this up uh, when I filled in for JR the other night, JR Sports Brief. And I'm, you know, hey, you guys may shit on me or whatever because I don't work enough. I got asked to fill in on a national show at six o'clock with no prep. I rolled in and did one. I think that's worth bragging about. Yeah. Amen. But one of the things I brought up was, you know, I had to bring up the Giannis comments. I heard this part. Yes. His, he linked in himself, which pisses me off. He, his thing about failure, long-term sports, there's accuracy to it. Mm-hmm. He said it at the wrong time in the wrong season. And why I think that is what I remember saying is if you go on a whiteboard at the beginning of the year and put um, goals, like making the playoffs was not a goal for the Bucks. It was an assumed goal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they had a whiteboard that said 15 on it that stayed on 15. It was it, They put 15, and instead of it being – 15 um, games until we win the finals. It ended up being 15 quarters we have left in this season Ooh. because we're going to fucking blow it to the heat. Well. The Packers are going to put on their whiteboard playoffs. Mm-hmm. And if they make the playoffs, they'll, that is a goal. The Bucks, they did not put playoffs on their whiteboard. That was an assumed goal. 
So the fact that he then has these comments, every dad who's been fired from nine jobs is putting it on his LinkedIn, you know, I'm motivated. It wasn't until my second marriage failed and I lost my ninth job that I realized motivational quotes. Here's one that Giannis said. They failed and Giannis failed and no one's talking about a shitty fourth quarter. We're all talking about how, I don't know. I think I'm team Giannis all the way. Oh, but I didn't like that. Well, you're, you guys are Seth part now guys, right? Yeah. He's really smart. I really like him. I do too. Dangerous man. He was, I think he's, I mean, he's a Bucks fan. He's from Milwaukee, right? I think he still lives in Milwaukee, but he's a He real, worked with the Bucks, Right. But now he's like, you know, well, he's like the analytics guy for, is it the ringer? I think, right? Yeah. Or he's still athletic. a fan. Yeah. yeah. Or is he the athletic? Anyway, he said after the series was, after the series was over that Giannis is creeping into top 15 player in the league territory and out of like top three, top five player in league territory. <laughs> so he's. A very, very smart, non-emotional, analytics-driven basketball guy thinks, or I don't know if it's more he thinks this or he's worried, that Giannis is, he's more of like a top 15 player right now than a top three, top two, top five, top 10 player. And let's just say this, I, I think that's an overreaction as much as I think Seth is awesome. <clears throat> that's an, That feels like an overreaction. But if he's right, if that happens to be true, like, let's say, like, in the next three years, Giannis is more of a top 15 player, less of a top three player. Then the Bucks are in a new – then it's a totally new era, right? A totally new era. Yeah. Uh, that that seems, would be a problem. That seems really harsh. Well, the problem I, I is know. in the fourth quarter, you mm-hmm. know, he's he's trying to drive to the line, and he's got to make those shots because you don't know that he's going to make the free throws. I don't mm-hmm. want to say he needs a mid-range game. He He's 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 shown it. He can do it. He didn't do it in that game. And the problem is around him. Why don't you, Paul? Why don't you get into your Bucks question if you get a Bucks question? Because I think we're trending there. Uh, after Paul is done, I believe he has a phone call uh, for work, so he will take a quick time out. And uh, I wanted to, to remind you about the big event coming up at Norskadalian this weekend, where they are. Go- I'm just kidding. Oh shit! I thought you were actually gonna. I thought you were actually going to be down there. Bill's um, having his golf outing in Viroqua this weekend. And he has I'm, a golf outing now? Uh, it's the Yeah, or it's an event that he sponsors or something. And I re- I love Viroqua. I wish I could go, but I have a wedding. And uh, Ben, his producer, who lives in Madison and is from Philly, is going. And be- Ben does not travel to the corners of Wisconsin. Like he, I don't think he's seen a whole lot of the state. So he's asking me kind of like what Viroqua's like. I'm bummed I, I can't go. I don't golf, but I would love to go because I love Viroqua and Norskadet and Westby. The whole the whole damn region. Bar. Oh. All right. I'm jumping in the Bucks question then. Yeah. Resign Brooke. Keep Coach Bud. <clears throat> if Chris opts out, resign him. Basically, run it back. Same coaching staff. Basically, the same roster. Run it back. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. I am going to answer this question first. I will say that uh, had they won the title or gotten to the finals, Mm -hmm. you just keep going until you're done. Yep. 
I am at the point now where I would like to really, you know, enter a new phase here. Ooh, I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to blow it up. Yeah, let's go. What do you got on this? I will be interested in resigning Brooke. I would look to move Drew Holiday. Wow, here we go. I would look to potentially move Chris Middleton. Sign and trade action. If not, <clears throat> he is your sixth man. Whoa. I would fire coach Mike Budenholzer mm -hmm. and promote Charles Lee, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who's very with the players. And I say that because if you're going to fire your coach, and there's been so many other coaches that have been fired. And the number one target is always like, oh, Charles Lee. Well, then why wouldn't we just hire Charles Lee? And I think there is some, like, benefit. Oh, bring in Nick Nurse. You know, bring in a new guy. I think there's benefit in bringing in a guy who's been familiar with the system so he knows what works, but also what can be adjusted and changed. So you, you hope to kind of minimize the – pitfalls of a rookie head coach because it's a rookie head coach who's been there doing well i think there's things that work sure with yeah. the organization so um i would yeah i would do that i would i would get rid of everybody that's over the age of 30 except for brooke go, except, I, for brooke. except for brooke but then you i would let, play you, you, brooke, let, like, you would let ingles walk you'd let crowder walk you'd let west matthews walk yeah they're all gone and I might be running out there with <clears throat> Lopez, Giannis, Javon Carter, AJ Green, and Bochamp in game one. I don't fucking know. I would I try to get Damian Lillard in any way possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would too. Um, you know, I got to look at free agents and who else might be available. But well, the problem with free agency is you have no money. Well, I would try to bring in another. I would try to, like, I would try to bring in Dame then. I would too. We talked about what a week or two ago about, and I don't know the realistic uh, capabilities of this, but what they're doing were like what they're doing was successful. It worked. John Horst trading for guys around Giannis that can knock down shots, take all these picks, whatever you know. Middleton, it got Drew. It worked. There was no failure there. Right. They had a goal to win a championship. Yeah. And and they won one. Yeah. But now to win another championship. I think changes will have to be made. We talked, was it? We talked last week about Middleton sign and trade for Trey Young, and then that night Trey Young <laughs> single-handedly yeah. won a game for the Hawks. Uh, but yeah, uh, Grant mm -hmm, or mm -mm, just keep Coach Bud, re-sign Brooke, bring back Chris, run it back, do it one more time, mm -hmm, or mm -mm. I would. I hate. I can't. I can't. I'll have to say because mm -mm, I don't want to bring everyone back. I think Brooke wants to stay here. I don't think he wants to go somewhere else to finish his career. So I would try to work with him to find a deal that works for both parties to keep him in Milwaukee so he can finish his career here without it being a, a crippling deal because I, I hope it wouldn't have to be. I don't think Brooke is is looking for that. I think he likes it here. I would re-sign Middleton at whatever number with the idea that you could very well turn around and, and trade him within a year or two. Because you can't just let an asset go. You, you right. can't recoup the value, the salary and the trade, the asset of the player. You can't recoup that. If Middleton goes, that's not money that you can all of a sudden spend. It's just gone. Yep. And, and it can't be replaced. 
Coach Bud, I don't know. I really don't. He didn't have a great series against the Heat, but I don't think he was one of the two or three biggest reasons they they didn't win. I think it was a lot of bad luck and bad timing and an injury and a bunch of players just getting scared. But I loved, Bart, what Ty Wind just said last week when you had him. I want a coach that comes in here who's offensive-minded, right? Because the issue for this team has been late in playoff games, spread it out, Giannis tries to go downhill, and you saw it against Toronto, you saw it in the bubble, and then against Miami the last two weeks, it's like, man, at the end of games, they have no idea what they're like doing. Like Phil Jackson, you know, um, but Phil Jackson, he's <laughs> known, like people can say, oh, well, he had Kobe and he had Jordan. Yeah. But at least with Phil Jackson, you can say triangle offense. Mm-hmm. You can say a concept that he did. With Bud, well, he had Giannis. And then mm-hmm. what's it? Play random. Like, he doesn't have anything. I, I think that the defense, if Brooke Lopez can sustain, he seems like he's in tremendous shape and does all the right things. If he can stay at least a, a pretty good defensive player and you have Giannis, the defense by and large is going to take care of itself, especially if Drew Holiday's still here. It might not be as elite if a head coach isn't focusing on it like Bud was, but it's going to, for the most part, take care of itself. Carl's getting a voicemail. I'm getting a voicemail. Carl's plays voicemail. Uh, Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. It's from Hot Take Jake. I'll play it on tomorrow's show. Gotcha. I do have a voicemail I want to play with you guys later from Spark Guy about Disney. Ooh. Yeah. Spark Guy wants me to plan his Disney trip or do a Disney trip with me or something. Yeah, that's what you should be. You should be someone who gets – they should hire you to plan the trip. I'm. It's not out of the realm of things that I would do in my – That's a good business idea. It's a thing that people do, and I would be – I mean, I'm not trying to whatever. Like, it would be like – a peak of my of my attributes and my skill sets would be to plan people's <laughs> Disney you could, trip. You could give people. I'm not a even, there's packet. no facetiousness there. That's just the honest truth. You could set it all up for them and give them all the materials and walk them through before their flight and point oh out God. things. Yeah. Like I know you're you're half mocking and half serious, but like it's a I'm perfect. Not. It's like exactly. Should I just play it now? Should I just play it now? <laughs> sure. We'll we'll loop back to bucks. Go ahead. Well, wrap up the bucks thing and then I'll play. It. There's I have a lot more okay. bucks. Okay. Uh, this is a voicemail, 402-915-BART. This is the Carl's Place voicemail line. You can check them out, carlovet.com backslash Bart. Uh, those of you that uh, – he said, I'm not getting a golf simulator. It's going to be nice weather in no time. Joke's on you, son. <laughs> All right, here's Spark Guy. Bart, Spark Guy here. A couple things. One, uh, I'm taking back what I said last week about vacationing policies. I said that I would never issue with Paul, but I would – with you at Grant to your spot, Andy. I take that back. So now I wouldn't vacation with you. Uh, man, what a buzzkill. I mean, with all your Disney hate, I am not a Disney person. Uh, my kids aren't Disney kids. Um, but I gather yours is, actually. He's watched enough of the stuff, I think, from hearing over the years. Great experience. He, I'm not every year. We've, we've done it twice and probably will never do it again, but the planning of it, very simple. I'll say this. I went to Six Flags all the time as a kid. There's times you go have three rides because, like, it's so crowded. The, the, the lighting passes and everything else, it allows you to do so much more. And part of the exhaustion Paul talks about is because you get to do everything. So hard disagree on that. But more importantly, this, this crowd, 
blaming. I, I'm kind of at my limit. I do not know what the expectations are for the Bucks crowd. First all right, all, then he gets into the Bucks crowd, but I just wanted to bring up the Disney stuff. Yeah. And I do want to just pivot and say there is only one person uh, that I would let me like plan a Disney trip for me. And that's one of the smartest, hardworking people that I know. And his name is Tim J. Tim! Bart, I miss you. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Let's go to Disney. What's going Tim. on? Let's go to Disney. I'm in my car. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Just leave your, your, your signal sucks. This is a this is a failure. Oh yeah, shoot. Hold, hold on. Hold on. I'm in my I'm in the I'm in a bad area. Doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. Damn it. Uh Tim, we just call that Milwaukee. You, yeah, thank is you. Is this better? No. No. Not at all. We'll try again next time. <laughs> he always freezes in the worst faces. <laughs> A new freeze. Tim, try again in five minutes. Jesus Christ. BS58. They need to get him a better phone, mobile hotspot. It's been a while since we've talked to Tim, so I thought he could jump in and say hi, and then he froze all our internets. All right, Disney, Paul. I don't know what else to say. Lightning lanes are great. I like all the planning. I will plan your Disney trip for you. Listener of this show. But I don't understand why you have to like, why, why can't you just go there? Oh. Because you just can't. I mean, it's just not how, it's just not what it is. If, if you want to be spon, if you want to do spontaneous, yeah, Disney World, Disneyland, it's not, it's not for you. Um, go to Noah's Ark if you I want. I mean, no, that's not, that's not true. You can, you can go, but you're not, you're going to do three rides. And if you don't mind waiting in line, go for it. Have fun. I'd rather do, all the rides and very efficiently, effectively plan my map of which way I'm going to walk and at what time and approximately what time that means we're going to be at restaurant choice, A, B, and C book. That, that thing sounds six- like work though. Oh, it sounds fun, man. Labor of love, labor of love. Jeez. <laughs> now he's better. Let's try this again. Tim, how's your shift going? It's going. I miss you, Bart. Yeah, I miss it's you going. too. It's going. I'm I'm sleeping at all different times of the day. Well, that's healthy. Yeah. And I got it down. I got it down pretty much now. Are you able to like watch sports or is sport like are you uh here and there? I mean, there's really nothing I want to watch now that the Bucks got eliminated. Well, your beloved brewers are still. My bo- yeah, my brewers, that's you know, whatever. Tim, how much – so if you do an eight-hour shift, how much of that are you actually, like, working? I'm working all eight hours. Come on. Where did you send people to this morning? Well, there really wasn't anything going on. And, like, literally two what minutes – What do you mean? I just got an alert. Some guy got shot on the highway. Two, two minutes before I leave, there's a homicide investigation now happening on the freeway. And oh. I'm like, great. Just great. Right as I'm ready to leave. Yeah, someone got shot on the highway. Yep. But come to Milwaukee. It's a great place. Uh, where they get shot? One forty-five. I'm about to travel that seven, way. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much like one forty-five and seven. Yeah, I gotta go to Fond du Lac today. Yep. Six streets. So don't take one forty-five. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, what else is new? 
Oh, nothing. Paul doesn't seem interested in talking to me. I know. I really like... I, 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 I have nothing. Wow. <laughs> I really don't. Where are you, 27th Street? Uh, no, I'm on uh, Wisconsin Avenue. Oh, okay. Just past the ballpark. It's still, still up, still there. So. Hmm. Good, good. Well, good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see all of you, except Paul. No, I'm you kidding. too, Tim. I'm kidding. You didn't look interested. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm an observer. I'm a listener here. Oh, Paul, you look agitated, actually. <laughs> it was about, FYI, it was in my calendar. It was about a year ago, and right now is when I uh, overslept for one of your shows. Oh, mm, yep. And you fell out of good graces with the boss, and he never yeah. liked you since. That is, that is, that is true. Yeah. He blocked you on Twitter, actually. He did. Whoa, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I'm interested. Why? I, I think people were tagging Tim people were tagging me and afterwards. And then he got like a he got like a shrapnel block. Ah. So what are you doing now? Are you gonna go to bed? No, no, now that like I'll I'll go to bed at like four. Hmm. So I'm gonna go home, do some things. I don't know. It's weird. You know, I don't have to drive for Uber anymore or do DoorDash. So, yeah, it's kind of weird to like do normal things. You work from two to 10 in the morning. You're was, far yeah. from. Being I was going to say, you're going to bed at four. That's not. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you go to bed when like some college kids are waking up, dude. <laughs> All or right. You, well, or you gonna, sometimes. I'm going to. Why don't we talk this weekend? Sure. I'm available. I love you, Bre Tim. Brewers are out west. Goodbye. Go Brewers. Go Admirals. Let's go ads. Go Menominee right, Falls. All right, Tim Shea. That was a big waste of my fucking time. <laughs> you know what's not a big waste of your time? <laughs> Omaha steaks. When you take a steak and make it a burger. OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code is BART. How's the campaign going, you may ask? I don't know. I know that Tom did it, and I think my brother did it. I just don't grill. So, I mean, I could cook them inside, but I live alone. You know what the best thing to do is to get a golf simulator, <clears throat> buy the steak patties, and use that as the golf ball. And then you'll break everything. You'll need insurance. Yep. You want to document it all on a website, so you'll go to Sun Ann Interactive. And then you'll be so tired from the process, you'll just relax with a gummy from Happy Place Hemp promo code BART. Laid it out pretty well. Mm-hmm, to all of that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, Paul, you there or are you freeze? I'm here. Oh, all right. Take it away. I was reading my list. Well, we can tie a bow on like the run it back thing. I'm also very vehemently, mm-mm, do not run it back. New head coach, new supporting cast for Giannis. It, I mean, this is this is the time for us to find out if John Horst is very good at his job, average at his job, mediocre, because this is a test. It's easy to like be like, okay, yeah, like let's let's re-sign Brooke. He's good. Let's re- let's go sign Joe Ingles with our taxpayer mid-level exception. And like, you have Giannis, right? But now I would argue they should enter a new phase, not just a new arc of the same phase. It is time to do that. And I, I just don't think that this playoff run, run, this five-game stretch of losing four of them was a fluke. Um, Bart, you've said, you said throughout the season that, well, the regular season is, is a dress rehearsal for opening night. Well, the, the play bombed, man. Like, it sucked. And-, and again, I don't think that there's anything like in the regular season. I don't think they lost this series because they lost on a Saturday night to the Sixers. Correct. Right? I don't think that, um, you know, people wanted to have these kind of conversations a lot earlier than I did. I just I don't think that that was the timing because we don't know how the playoffs were going to go. But I think you look at where basketball is right now and uh, the Lakers completely reassembled their team at the break. The Miami Heat really didn't get good until two weeks left, used the play into their advantage and now are playing competitive basketball. The regular season, as proved by this postseason, I don't think that's a fluke either. I think the regular season is more irrelevant than ever. Ooh, I have a topic on this. Hang tight. It's about, yeah, it's about getting hot. It's very much like baseball. So I think that the Bucks, maybe, uh, and the thing that pisses me off the most is that this means the bubble's verified. Because in a series, in a playoff series against the Heat, how did you lose? You lost in five games because the Heat shot their dick off. And what did they do in this one? They shot their dick off again. In five is that, games. Is that a good thing? Like, if, if like, hey, you played really well. You shot your dick off. I mean, I don't know. I didn't I know. know. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go with it. Um, so, wait. Uh, the only thing I'd say is you, you talked about the Lakers at the trade deadline. The Lakers at the trade deadline is why, if you cannot work out a sign-in trade for Chris Middleton, you re-sign Chris Middleton. Great because, take. Because no matter how bad your asset is, Russell Westbrook, who, by the way, had a great turnaround with the Clippers, but trade asset Russell Westbrook was as negative of a trade value contract as has existed. Like there was the John Wall one, but like Russell Westbrook at the deadline was a horrible asset. And they turned it into D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt. They completely remade the roster with some other moves around the fringe and Patrick Beverly from Obamba and like elevating guys, which gave opportunity to Austin Reeves. The point is, um, you, you, as Grant said earlier today, as we've talked about on previous episodes, you don't let Chris walk for nothing. I would like if they found ways to do something different with Chris in a sign and trade this offseason. If they don't, you resign him. And even if you're like, oh my God, what a terrible contract for the Bucks, which you will if they give him four years and 180, four years and the 200 million, terrible contract, but you still have to do it. You have to do it. But uh, please blow it up. 
I'd like to see something different. I think Giannis needs something different. Um, my initial next topic was uh, was basically like that the regular season has never been more meaningless. But I want to take a spin on that. I wrote this one down. I copied and pasted it into my notepad, and I'm 90% sure it was Sparky's guy, Nathan Marzian, who wrote this. So I'm going to give him credit because I'm pretty confident it was him. And he wrote, the solution is simple. We eliminate the playoffs. They are dumb and stupid. And the team with the best regular season record is declared the champs starting with this season. Now, I recognize he's partially kidding because the Bucs would be the champions and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Adam Silver is looking for middle-of-the-season tournaments. He's looking for ways to, like, spice this up to make an 82-game, six-month regular season feel relevant. And it's not. It's not relevant. The NBA regular – I love watching it. I can watch – you know, the Rockets play the, the you know, the magic on a Tuesday night. And I'm, I'm good with that. Like, I enjoy the product. But I do – I watch that knowing that it's – I like that we always then say on a Tuesday night. Uh, to, uh, well, I've heard it's that – Like on a Friday night. It makes more sense on a Friday night. It's a fucking if, weekend. If I was to rank days of the week, though – Yeah, rank top – so Tuesday's a seventh seed. Bar- that's what I'm saying. That's why I used Tuesday because it was the seventh seed in my draft. Having said that – um, I watch it knowing that what I'm watching has, regardless of the teams, no bearing, like almost zero bearing on the postseason. So I just want to, we can take this in two directions. You can take it in the, the direction of you know, the, NBA, the NBA regular season is meaningless. Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, or I'll allow you to go down the path of the NBA should do what Bart, correct me if I'm wrong, like European soccer does. There's no playoffs, right? It's like the regular season. Well, uh, amendment to that. So, okay. Let's take the Premier League, for example. Yeah. They crown a regular season champion. Okay. There's no playoffs in the Premier League, which means the regular season matters 100. I mean, it is, it is, it, you're, that's who wins the title. However, on top of that, because of the way that soccer is structured and Europe is structured, there are other playoffs. There's the Champions League. So if you're top four in the Premier League, you are into that playoff, you're into that tournament. Oh, right. If you're like the next couple, you're into a different tournament. Uh, if you're the bottom three, you get relegated, which is able to happen because there's different levels. Then all those levels have a mid-season tournament, and that makes sense. Right. You know, teams play. So it works in that model. It would not work here because we don't have we don't have like the what am I trying to say? The feeder the, systems. Yeah, we don't. Have, it's not set up that way. Right. The mechanisms. Well, so I let think, me just, let me just say this. I think what we got to realize is the playoffs are so fucking good. They are so good. And to me, it's not about fixing the regular season. The playoffs are so good. That's the result. There's, you can't fix the regular season unless you made it shorter, which will never happen. So, well, I, I think it'll go down. I, I think it'll go down to 72 in the next 10 years, five years. I don't know. That's five games of revenue. That's five home games of revenue. Ten games of well, it, but it, 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 unless it's replaced by that midseason tournament, which what does the winner get? Well, we don't know yet. I mean, cares. all the ideas they've come up with, like each player gets a million dollars. Like Russell Westbrook's like, oh, cool. Like that's one night out. Um, <laughs> and by the way, I should have said James Harden because for as amazing as James Harden was in Game One. He took his little three-day break by doing a little Las Vegas getaway. I don't know if you saw the videos of uh, Harden that's, in Las Vegas. That's so awesome. Um, which apparently Speaking didn't – Vegas after the game? 
No, no. In, but after, before, oh, okay. prior, like when they had that little three day break or whatever day break it was. So, um, so let me just say this, and let me let me phrase the topic differently. The NBA regular season is meaningless, but that's okay because the playoffs are so good. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm, that the NBA regular season is meaningless, but that's okay because of how electric the playoffs are. Mm-hmm. GB, it's not meaningless though. Oh wow! I'd love to hear this. I'd love to be convinced. I don't like Nikola Jokic, but the Nuggets are going to the NBA Finals, and they were the number one seed in the West with a bullet basically the whole year. Well, except and the for the race, final month and a half. Well, they had it locked up. They had it. They're, they're fine. You watch the Nuggets. The Nuggets are unbelievable. Then that would deter Bart's theory about being hot because the Nuggets were not hot. It's not. You can't be hot. You. It's. You I don't think you need it, to be hot. It's too long you just, of a you know, postseason. You said that five minutes ago, Bart. Right? It's. It's too long of a postseason oh, yeah. to get hot. It's like trying to sprint up a mile long hill on a bicycle. It's like, well, if I just go really fast, get, no, you can't. Like, you will run out of gas. You can't just crash your way through the playoffs by being hot. So I. I don't know. Maybe the the seeds one, two, three in some given years, maybe not meaningful. But this year, like the Eastern Conference, the way that it's set up, the one seed was going to have a massive advantage, which the Bucks then, of course, pissed away. Which is why Boston, before game one, was, was like almost even money to win the title, is because they had themselves situated in in such a way in the East where if they could just get through Philly in the second round, now that the Bucks are out, like so the seeding does matter, and it's the best basketball players in the world playing basketball every night. Like irrelevant is a really strong word. To me, I understand that everyone watches it. Meaningless, irrelevant. I can. I have no problem watching meaningless, irrelevant NBA basketball. I like I watching either. meaningless, irrelevant NBA basketball. But because I like basketball, and it's good basketball. But it it's is. I, I think you know because you'd say, oh, point. The Nuggets were the one seed, and they're going go to go the finals. Counterpoint: the Bucks were the one seed, and they were out in five games. So, I mean, I, I don't want to like. The Bucks technically lost to a seven seed, by the way. No, they didn't. Stop it. The playing tournament is also. They lost good. to the team that was, and also. One of the things that I finally got called out on was I say the Warriors have never lost in the Western Conference a series. They haven't lost a series, but they did lose to the, they did lose to the Lakers in a playing game. Not too. Mm-hmm. Those games don't count statistically. They're just totally, true. totally separate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Grant, I I like to think of myself as open to being convinced. I'm not convinced. When you have ten the teams that make the postseason. It's hard to like. God, if I was the Bucks, I don't even know if I'd play Giannis until January. Well, it, it see, okay, so like we can just turn this into a long form discussion. Like, if you're Adam Silver, do you you can do nothing? Eighty two game regular season, call it what you want, meaningless, amazing. I don't care what you call it. Keep the eighty two, keep the playoffs. You don't need a mid season tournament. Keep it as it is. Or like, what what would you do? Or do you need to do nothing? Would you do nothing? Well, I'll tell you what the best regular season in NBA history was. 1999. It was after a lockout. There were 50 games. Mm. The 60-game regular season for baseball, that was pretty intense, although then they had everybody make the fucking playoffs. <laughs> that year was bananas. I God, what a great su- what a What a summer that was. The, the answer is shorter regular season or – less teams making the playoffs. That's why sometimes I talk about baseball. Like it sucks that my favorite 92 Brewer team did not make the playoffs, but also they had seven teams in the West, seven teams in the East. The winners of those went to the championship series and then to the world series. So the answer, if you're not going to shorten the regular season, the answer is shorten the playoffs. 
but they're trying to bloat both things. Right. Like the NFL now is adding a week to the playoffs or adding a team to the playoffs while adding a week to the regular season. Everything's getting bloated. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that the first round of NBA playoff series were not best of seven. It just felt unnecessary to be so long. I'm like, no, more games, more games. Let's Which I do team. like that. You like the best of seven in the first round? Every round should be the same length. I, I have no point one way or the other, but I'm just saying like to your point of like bloating everything, let's just keep making everything more because like to your point earlier of like how hard it would be to cut five regular season games at home, 10 total, less TV revenue. That's 10 fewer local games that can be broadcast. If it's five more games at home for revenue of everything from the ticket sales to the merchandise, to the parking, to the concessions, the local it, economy. Thank you. So oh, there you go. Um, yeah. So it's, I don't know. I would I I would tell you this if I was if I was in Adam Silver's shoes I would be determined on finding an answer of doing something and I would want to evaluate what those somethings are I'm not convinced of what it is uh, the playoffs are so good you don't want to mess with it but I'm still definitely in the camp of that the regular season fun to watch totally meaningless I don't know I agree here's another one for you. The, this Bucks season's failure, sorry Giannis for using that word, this season's failure for the Bucks makes you appreciate their championship run more in realizing how difficult that actually was to do and to accomplish. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm, that this horrific failure made you appreciate the championship team and the difficulty of achieving that made you appreciate that more. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm, that you've had that thought or you're you can see yourself thinking about that run in even a more positive light, given the failures that have happened since ladies first. Wow. Um, I, yes, obviously. Yes. Uh, two things that have, have come from this loss for me, I have been debating this with some group chats and stuff. I think that I'm starting to realize that I believe that I think it's way harder to win an NBA finals than it is to win a Super Bowl. I just think the mountain is a lot taller and the barrier for entry to be a contending team in the NBA is so much more difficult. Wait, which one's harder to win? An NBA finals. I, I agree with that. I, I think it's harder to build a team that can contend. I think the club is smaller, right? You can't just get hot at the end of an NFL regular season at 10 and six, and then just rip your way through with a stud quarterback or a great right. running game or whatever. So you need to build this crazy great team, which is step one. And then step two is the mountain. So tall, Right, getting through all of these rounds, even as the best team, staying healthy and absorbing outlier performances from other teams, and absorbing a fifty bomb from Kevin Durant, and then coming back and winning the next night—it's just so difficult. Yeah. So that's one thing that I've thought about, and then another thing is I, I think the last four years, the totality of of the Coach Budenholzer Bucks has made me appreciate what LeBron did in the East, and what the Spurs did, and what the Warriors did. Because even if you're the best team and even if you're the best player, as we've seen in the case of the Bucks, like you just trip up sometimes. It's tough to stay as desperate and as hungry and as motivated after winning a title as the Sixers who have never done it or the Celtics the next year who have never done it. So even if you're the best team like LeBron was for the longest time, you're still fighting off all of these hungrier, scrappier teams. So I think, yes, it made me appreciate the Bucks title, but it's also led me to appreciate even further some of the teams and players that I've watched through my life who've done this over and over and over and over again. And I think I maybe took that for granted a little bit. I would like to say something here. Yeah. 
Take It For Granted, a new podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I'm going to say this. This will be what I clip. Hmm. And then I never want to speak about it again. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind ketchup on brats or hot dogs. Same. But I have been bullied into never putting it on. Oh, you're weak. But I don't mind it. But I've been bullied. Hmm. Just like I've been bullied into saying Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time when I believe it's LeBron James. Good, 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 good. I don't want to expound on it. I don't want to talk about it ever again. But LeBron James is the GOAT. And on the air, I'll say, oh, Michael, I'll deflect. Who knows? Yeah. My answer, fully, don't ask me ever again. It is LeBron James. Well, I have a topic for next week. LeBron James is the best NBA player of all time. Mm -hmm. or, mm. He does everything. He but plays all five positions. My biggest argument, if uh, I don't really, I don't know. the He's busting his ass at 38, as good as he ever was, without taking five years off in between. The talent that Jordan played If against. Jordan was the greatest of all time, the Wizards would have made the playoffs once in the three years he was there. All right. I don't even know what I was going to say. I think I had a pretty decent point, but I don't know what it was now. I got bullied into it. I got Dude, brat just, ketchuped into it. If you, <laughs> you got brat ketchup into it. Dude, just put ketchup on your brat and burger. Rami can deal with it. This is this feels like a Rami thing. If a brat is good, if it's a good brat, it shouldn't need anything on it. Every food topic is too stupid because you're coming in like, oh, pineapple on pizza. Oh, this guy dips his thing in mayo. No, like we don't all have the same fucking taste buds, man. Why do we act like the same? We have the same fucking taste buds. Yeah, we technically it's not proven that we all see the same colors. My blue technically might not be your blue. We have no way to prove it. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is. But that's why LeBron LeBron did that. Jordan Jordan was brilliant. Oh. Jordan needed to take time off and like this, he was burned out. This this was gonna be my point. I don't know if you've ever walked like gone back and watched the players that like Kareem and Wilt played against. There was like fifteen total good players in the league. <laughs> like. Watch a Jordan-era game against, like, a LeBron-era game. The totality of the number of humans who are incredible at basketball is just drastic. That's why I brought up the other day, the Celtics in the 60s. Yeah, they had Bill Russell. That's all they needed. There were nine fucking teams. Well, and they basically won the Horizon League every year. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a hot take. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's just the talent difference generation to generation is just becoming increasingly – well, amazing where where you're like your 10th guy on the bench is really damn good and for a project that i want to do this week it's not a project but like i want to get a big sheet of paper and i want to map out the timeline of the bucks and how far they've gone in the playoffs so it's represented as a line graph oh, right I love it. and and you're gonna see at least in the case of the bucks and it, i think it's a lot of teams where it's it's not linear right you'll take two steps forward and then three steps back you lose to the heat in the first round and then the next year you'll make the finals and then the next year you kind of hold on chris middleton got hurt but you were still right there you were elite and then the next year you come crashing back down what lebron did for a decade was be at the top and then maintain do you know how hard it or how easy it would have been for lebron to lose to paul george's pacers and say 
I've been having all these deep playoff runs. I've been resting on my laurels a little bit. Paul George's Pacers team was hungry. He he dispatched all of those teams. Oh, oh, every on. single one. Counterpoint. Those he changed he changed teams to handpick how and where and when he wanted to play with certain guys. Even when he came back to the Cavs, he made them trade the number one overall pick, Andrew Wiggins, for Kevin Love. He found a team in the Heat where he could handpick Wade and Bosch. Like I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. Counterpoint, totally he made saying. $30 million while Scottie Pippen made a million and a half to be the second best player in the league. I, I guess I just think Scotty Pippen's ex-wife is fucking Michael Jordan's son. No, it's not his ex-wife. I don't think they're divorced. Well, that's fucked up. No matter what way you slice that tomato. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Were you trying to say, though, that Scottie Pippen was the second best player in the league during that era? I mean, he wasn't, but he was top 10. Uh, Scottie gonna... Pippen was getting MVP votes the year he was gone. He was, they still took the. I'm going to struggle with that Scottie Pippen take. Um, any other thoughts on making you appreciate? But I don't know if you answered this question. Do you appreciate the Bucks championship run more now seeing the struggle that's coming soon thereafter? My wife uh, can hear every word I'm saying as I'm in the basement. Officially, Larsa says they are just friends. She I can't have you out here slandering a housewife. <laughs> Thanks, honey. They're just friends. Mm-hmm. All right. Paul, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does make me appreciate it more. It also makes me more angry that they choke so hard this year. Bigger uh, blow to the Milwaukee economy. The DNC not coming here in 2020 or Milwaukee Bucks only having three home games. Seriously, what, I, what have they? They must have done like an economic impact study of the Bucks losing. It's, it's got to be. I would love to see one of the. I would love to see WMLW spend 30 minutes on it. Oh, I think tens of millions of dollars, I'm sure. Because I think like even like one Packers game at home playoff game is like $8 million. So, I mean, it's like it's serious. I think one of the middle school economics classes I saw at, it was either Brookfield Central or Waukesha East, one of those. I think one of the middle school classes did it. I know because Dan O'Donnell had a source that gave him all the info. Hmm. All right, I'm going to do one more Bucks one, and then we can move on. That was funny. Come on. Bart's looking up. No, someone said something weird to me. Was it your wife about Larsa Pippen? No. <laughs> All right, here's my last box one. This one either is going to be a really easy one or a really contentious one. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you this one got contentious with a few of my friends. Uh, I love that you test these. Oh, I, I not all of them, but there are ones that I'm like, am I going too far with this? And then that either makes me back off or it makes me commit even further to like, I'm fucking right and I'm doing this topic. I want to lead this by saying I have no resume, zero coaching basketball. I'm not like Tony in Texas where I'm taking the youth and making them better basketball players. I have zero basketball coaching experience. I have baseball coaching experience, zero basketball. Having said that, if you got to have Mike Budenholzer's assistant coaching staff of Jenkins, Ham, and Lee, okay, you get all of it. You got Taylor Jenkins, current coach. Darvin Ham tried to block Jordan Poole's shot by Darvin Ham, current coach of the Lakers, and then Charles Lee, future coach of either the Bucks or the Pistons, depending on which way you go. If you had that staff, right, you get these guys, you would have won at least one title as Bucks head coach over the past five years. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. My answer is a definitive, absolute fucking loot. Mm-hmm. Bart or Grant? 
Bart? Well, yeah, because all you have to do is delegate to that. That's and exactly the, the correct one that calls timeouts. I can go in the huddle, turn on my microphone for five seconds for TNT, and say, "I gotta do random, like just you know, move the ball, like." And then everything else, going to my my guys. I would absolutely, with zero coaching experience, have won one title with this team if I had that staff. What do we actually know about Bud's strategies? Zero, and I'm giving coach. myself zero of the credit for that, just like I give Mike Boonholzer zero of the credit for it. What do we actually know that he knows how to coach? When he came here, there were the five squares that he put around the – Oh, the vitamins. Yep, he the turned, vitamins. How about he turned a team that was a perpetual eight seed, and Radio Joe every year was just saying, we just need to get into the playoffs. And he, he turned Did he do that, or did Giannis do that? He, well, it's just like he didn't turn around shit. Like, what turned around was that Giannis became an elite player. Chris Middleton became a yeah, very good player. Yeah, thanks to Jason Kidd, some would say. And also, Bud, the, the use it or lose it. That's his greatest strength is that he calls timeouts before three minutes. <laughs> not after three minutes when you need to. Not when, they're, not when the other team's on a big fucking run. This Just town, and I say this town is in Milwaukee, even though I'm not there. And the people who do radio in this town are really fucking unfair to Coach Bud and over the top because it's easy and it's funny. Am I being over the top? No, I no, I don't think so, Paul. No, I I think you're correct that he's had some great assistant coaches and a lot of and a lot of good coaches. Have Which, come by up. the way, he gets credit. I'm going to give him credit for developing that staff, yeah. right? If I was the head coach, I wouldn't be able to say, "Hey, Darvin, hey, 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 Jenkins, hey, Lee," like you know, like this is my staff. But in this theoretical, just like with like, the, yeah, the, he was just kind of, he's kind of the middleman from from pop to all these guys. That's, that's kind of my man. point, and I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm just trying to say like I think head coach in the NBA can either be like a huge advantage. You see Spo versus Bud and some of these other like matchups, Nick Nurse versus Bud three years ago, four years ago. No. The Bucks do the Bucks yes. with a better coach have another title. Yes. And with so where I'm gonna look and, back and the on the Packers and say, well, Rogers, I'm gonna look back on the Bucks and say Bud. Yeah, and I'm gonna also say like if they had a, if they had I think Nick Nurse is a top five coach. Spo is obviously terrible, terrible take. No. Awful take on no. Nick Nurse. Nick I, I Nurse was, is not a good coach. I think yeah, Nick, Nick Nurse sucks. Nick no, Nurse he, just did box and one on Steph Curry, which every fucking seventh grade coach knows how to do, but no one does it in the NBA because no team is that reliant on one guy shooting that far out. So he did it on Steph. He took a seventh grade. He basically sold Girl Scouts at a luncheon and was like the best chef of the year. Listen, Fuck him. I don't like Nick Nurse. He wears a hat that says N N on. I was gonna say we. I don't like Nick Nurse for some of the nonsensical like his hats with his initials like his fake glasses to make him look a certain way like pretty some pretty douchey behavior that's having, the thing i did in junior high you want to know how douchey it is i did it <laughs> having said that a great nba head coach despite him being a guy that i don't really like i look good in glasses i realize the more that i cover up my actual face the better i look that's why i wear a beard <laughs> anyone can join a company and we're business and make one great transaction, make one great deal, spin out a good deal. Nick Nurse in Toronto, good for him, right? Ty Lue in Cleveland, good for him. Coach Bud got to Ty Lue is another top three coach, despite, you know, he, dude, Ty Lue is the man. Coach Bud got to Milwaukee and made it an institute. You know, a, a, an organization that almost left the state, it was a fucking clown car yeah. with, with Jason Kidd. He got there and turned it into a Fortune 500 company. No, he was there while it turned itself into... The fourth, like, there's a very important distinction there that he was there for it, or it yeah. was a he driving. was 
he was Ward Meacham, but Harold was really doing all the shots. Iron Fist. Coach yeah. Bud's easy to make fun of because he looks like Bart and he talks weird. I'm not, listen, I, I want to be very clear. I, I don't want to make this at all feel like making fun of. I, I'm just in... I want to make this very like strategic X's and O's, like the benefit of walking into a situation versus creating sure. a situation the, of inheriting a Giannis, of a Phil Jackson having a Jordan and a Kobe, like whatever analogy you want to make. Uh, Nick Nurse having the best Kawhi three-month three stretch of Kawhi's career, which was then subsequently before that, Kawhi was an injured, very good player. After that, he's been an injured, very good player. Nick Nurse just happened to have that three-month stretch where Kawhi wasn't injured. Is that why Nick Nurse is great? Like, uh, I guess that's for debate. But like... While NBA head coaching can be extremely important, and I'm agreeing with Bart, if they had a top three type coach, I think they'd have two titles in this run. But this might be part of the question from earlier of like, is it a current arc? Should they reboot? Should they run it back? Is this a new a new arc? Is this a new phase? Like, I, I want to start anew because I just think that this train has gone as far as it can. And part of that is because- firing coach, bud. They will do it. They are waiting. They are giving him some time. They're going to fire. And by the way, I would say that it, I, I describe this as like organizational malpractice to not hire Nick Nurse. No, they're going to hire Charles Lee. I, and no I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm okay you're saying with, it's, you're saying it's organizational malpractice to not hire Nick Nurse. Correct. What is so great about Nick Nurse? Nick Nurse, his his players don't fucking like him. He I'm runs okay them into the ground. You think I'm, you think. You think Nick Nurse is going to come into Milwaukee with a bunch of people in their mid-30s, late to mid-30s, no. and run them into the ground? That's going to go well? No, because they need a different roster around Giannis while having Nick Nurse as the coach. I don't think Nick Nurse is the right coach for the Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Giannis Bucks, with you know other guys in their 30s as the supporting cast. So I guess maybe there's a two-part answer. If it's pretty much the same roster, Charles Lee. If it's a reboot of the roster, Nick Nurse. Maybe that's... Do we think that Masai Ujiri is a top five executive? In this Absolutely, hundred percent. Okay, well, then why did he just get rid of Nick Nurse if he's because he has the game? he has the I don't want to say like he has the whatever the, sure to like realize when a fresh start is needed. It's like there wasn't a, I don't think there was a burning house. Bart, to use your analogy of like Jason Kidd, like it doesn't matter. Get out of the burning house. I don't think that was the situation in Toronto, but they needed to usher in a new era, kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers might be great with the Jets. No, what, no, doesn't matter, Bart. Well, your opinion. The point is, even if Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league in 2023, it was still time to trade him. Does that make sense? Doesn't matter because your it, opinion on the opinion show. No, no, I, I'm, I'm saying the point that I'm making is regardless of whether you think Rodgers yeah. is going to be good. I'm being an asshole. I'm being. A he's dick. either if even if he is really good, the Packers. Oh, they should never trade him. Yes, they did. He's going if he's good. If he's good. If he's great, he's going to be great because he was traded. Like, yes. In mm-hmm. Green Bay, the peak was reached. So I think that's Masai Ujiri being an elite executive in the NBA saw that and realized Nick Nurse might go on and win a title with the Bucks next year. But it was still the right move for my team in Toronto to fire him. Do you know what I mean? Like, am I out of left field? No, that? that I agree with. It's just like the idea that a younger team would also be good for Nick Nurse. Like Siakam and Scotty Barnes are young, on relatively unproven players. In the though league. we did, though we did always think that Tom Thibodeau couldn't have a young team, and he's he needs he needs the young team with the correct kind of guys. Like Josh Hart is perfect, and Jalen Brunson's been perfect. counted out. Like, yes, fit matters a lot. I just I don't think. I would not hire Nick Nurse to be a head coach of any team with any roster. Do you have uh, one that you really want to get to? I want. I, I do have a, a Packers one I'd love to do, and then we can call it. Okay, sure. I, I do a Packer one, then I have to ask you something about being a dad. 
and then uh, we can go because I got to go on the shooters gallery that is the Milwaukee Highway system to get up the final. Oh, God okay. damn it! Well, every day there's an interstate shut down. You're not wrong. No, I. All right, I'm so curious what you're going to say to this. Aaron Rodgers showing up for OTAs with the Jets angers you and should anger other Packers fans too. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. <laughs> I will preface this by saying there's a lot of anger I have seen about Aaron Rodgers doing all of the stuff that he wouldn't do in Green Bay. No, no. <clears throat> and doing it for the Jets. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're, you're asking me a question of a topic I have retired from. Permission to come out of retirement to answer the question. 100%. Permission granted. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers was in a committed relationship for 16 years, guys. He done got dumped. So what does he do? He, him going to OTAs, throwing to Garrett Wilson, saying, oh, he's just like Devontae Adams, who is also gone, whose number will be worn by the kicker. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I did see that. Um, going to all these games, you know, looking good, looking fit, looking happy, looking healthy. He is posting on Facebook, hoping his ex sees him. That mm-hmm. is all that this is. He is so he is the most readable human in all of the land. And the fact that nobody like I read him to a T and people are like, oh, you're obsessed. No, you're blinded, you dumb fuck. I he's so easy to read. Yeah, he's so he, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's so complex. He's so natural with his words. He's so he's very calculated. He is the most simple person that God has ever created. Grant Bills, I agree with you. Here's here's what I will add, though. Like, he's been dumped, right? So he gets the gym membership, and he starts eating healthier, and he's doing cool things, and he's posting about it. He's still going to the gym. He's still eating healthy. Po- That's all that matters to the Jets. It doesn't matter why Aaron Rodgers is at OTAs for the sake right. of the Jets. They don't mm-hmm. care as long as he's there. So even yeah. if he's there. Six months from now, that gym membership is going to be a recurring charge he forgets about. And <laughs> Six I- months from now, he'll say, ah, you know, one, two cheat days turns into five, six cheat days. This is such classic seventh grade behavior. And it's revolting that anyone's falling for it. So I okay. So by the way, it does anger you then. You, no, you see, no, 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 no. I don't. It doesn't affect me at all, which I know will be hard to believe. But I would not have brought it up if you didn't. I look at Aaron Rodgers. Andy Herman's like for those that care. Rodgers is on McAfee. Andy, I love you. We've all broken away. You got to do it too. <laughs> okay, Pete Bukowski. There's a reason everyone's memeing your face. Break away. You guys are Packers guys. Rodgers is gone. We don't talk about him no more. He's gone. It doesn't matter. Oh, Randall Cobb went to the Jets? Okay, interesting to note all the Packers-Jets connections. Move on. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't make me mad. I do roll my eyes a little bit. I'm not owned owned as I slowly transform into a corn cob. Does it, Grant, if, if callers called into your show and said, Grant, I and my entire friend base is I'm, we're so annoyed and frustrated that this quarterback is doing this. Do you what is your reaction to a caller saying like me and everyone I know is super annoyed and just agitated that this 
guy is now finally deciding to do this. Like, do you, like, what is your reaction to, to that? Cause I'm seeing and hearing a lot of that well, type of reaction. Of course it's annoying, but it's like Bart said, it's expected. And we saw this coming, right? Like, of, of course he's doing this because now he's on a new team. He's not comfy with all his guys in green Bay and, and comfortable. So of course he's doing this. It's annoying. Yeah. I wish he would have been, pedal to the metal, off-season activities, getting to know everyone, putting all of the energy and effort in the last couple of years. That's what the Packers have wanted from them. So, yeah, it's annoying, but it's not a surprise at all. And I think we've had these conversations already. We're just yeah. seeing what we've basically known to believe this whole time. We're just seeing it actually play out in reality now. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I definitely understand annoyance. I definitely understand anger. I see it, and I, I'm much like Bart. Bart and I don't agree on everything. Maybe not most things. I don't know. Maybe most things, but not. A, but not. I think we agree on a lot of things. What do you think? How much? Do you, what percent do you think we agree on? A lot? Not. Not a lot. Fifty percent regarding sports. Sixty-five, yeah. seventy. I'd say ninety-five. Maybe even more. Except, like, what about when it comes to like analytics and RAS scores and changes in your sports? Oh yeah, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> that's where I was. That's what I was thinking of when I said. Oh, that. okay, yeah. So with with Rogers, yeah you so, yeah yeah we have another percentage for Paul. What percent do we agree? <laughs> Thank you. We're debating the percentages of the percentage discussion. Uh, what well, we totally agree on, Rogers. Very our easy. non-statistical agreement score is an eight point seven. Right, and you could probably have made made like assumed that's why I took such a big deal with the cognition S two score because it's a score, it's a data point of a score, and I'm a nerd. Yeah, well, I made money on Stroud, so. I'm glad you made money on Stroud. I, I, by the way, the Houston Texans drafting Stroud does not make it justify that Stroud was the best, second best pick in the draft because the Texans are you tell You hated the Texans strategy. Let's talk about that next week. All right, we're going to talk about this Texans shitty strategy next week. We totally agree on Rodgers is what I was trying to say. This was very easy to see coming. If, if it wasn't so predictable, I would be annoyed, but it was so predictable. So I'm kind of just like, yep, I knew that's what you were going to do. All right, we can end it there. No, let me tell you about me being a dad real quick. Good. Sunday, my kid is in this running series. Yeah, he is not the fastest kid. He's you know he goes quick and but he you know he's not. After two weeks, he was in second place. Mm. I don't know if they scored it wrong or if a kid didn't show up. But after two weeks, he was in second place. Week three, we had a dilemma. My whole family was pretty much here except for my Warriors brother, but we had the Warriors game on, so I felt like it counted. <laughs> And we were going to leave to go running and then come back. And then that would have like dictated their schedules. We, we wanted him to go to running because we wanted him to stay in second place. Mm. And then we realized to ourselves, we cannot be these kind of parents. It is a running thing that doesn't matter that he won't remember. Why are we doing this? Why do we even for a second care? He doesn't know that he's in second place, which now he dropped the sixth because he missed a week. But we had to have a real moment of introspection is to remind ourselves that a three-year-old running a 50-yard dash doesn't fucking matter. Hmm. I just wanted to talk about that. And um, I feel like I'm Tim Shea here falling on deaf ears. No, no, I, I, I'm actually deep in thought on this. Uh, I, so it's very unlike the Tim Shea conversation. All right, I'm just being unnecessarily <laughs> shitty to Tim. I'm sorry. I, I'm just joking. <laughs> you, you, you look like, what the fuck? No, I, the, this is a tough one. I think you should 
if he Grant looks like he's wearing a Star Trek shirt. It does have a little Star Trek logo. It's um, it's, it's the Polo logo. Yeah, but the way that your shadow is, or is that oh, a red? Yeah, red? It does look like that. That's no, it's a shadow. It's yeah, he looked like a red shirt. <laughs> I think if <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think the placing of being second or sixth. If he doesn't know or care, and if he's not getting any, you know, value out of that then yeah, it probably shouldn't matter. But if I would say if he took an interest in like, so where am I at now? Oh, if I work hard, mm. I can improve and I can move back up. Like I think if there's value to the kid in that and it drives good behavior. No, we were only going to send him because. But if it's just like the, a parental pride thing, like I also, I get it, but I get the, the instinct. Um, yeah. All right, know, kids. You might have to be on uh, the Dude, Dan Cheney uh, video stream for this one. That is what it looked like, Grant. Look at you, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Grant. Uh, video joke. Not prop comedy today, but back, background comedy. Background comedy. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate you all. You know that I do. Mm-hmm. Of course. And, uh, we appreciate they, you. They be filled with blessings. Yes. And and second place finishes and 50-yard dashes. What do you think? Thursday is the Thursday show. What seed would Thursday be? I got to say weekends. Saturday's the one seed, right? Uh, Friday's yeah. a two. Maybe Sunday's a three. You, you put Friday over Sunday? Sunday, Sunday scaries. Friday, there's so much to look forward to. Sunday, <laughs> I get to go to church, though, which is the best part of the week. Lord be. Uh, yeah, I think Thursday. I think Thursday is maybe fifth place. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Uh, big debate this week in the Wisconsin sports talk sphere: if the month of May or the month of October is better. I saw clearly this. October. Clearly October. Clearly, thank you. Why? Because October is the best month. You got football. You got the most perfect weather. You got uh, hat hollow Halloween. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, God, you get the pumpkin spice latte all fired Friday up. Friday night lights. Friday night lights. May though is like here comes summer. Yeah, yeah but but, but the, it's the not summer so. sucks. I know you're definitely. I know you're anti summer. Not I summer. Do. Not summer. Uh, whatever the fuck her last name is. Ray. No, OC. Oh. Don't call Elton. Who? No, Who the it's fuck just... is her last name? You said the OC, and I said, don't call it that. Don't call it that. Well, welcome to the OC, bitch. Don't call it that. Summer Roberts. All right, guys. Love you. Unlike you and Horvath, I never watched the OC, and Grant was two years old. Oh, okay, bye. Bye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.